Welcome to Queers Did That, a queer history podcast. I'm your host, Amanda. I'm Katie. Hi, Katie. <laughs> I don't think Amanda liked that intro. I'm sorry. I'm it's... keeping it, though. No, I mean, you should keep it. I was just surprised. Oh. More than anything else. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> I know we just talked about how you were doing, but off air, but how are you doing? I'm okay. Yeah. You know, we had a nice dinner. That was nice. It's true. One of our favorite restaurants reopened for delivery. Mm. So that was exciting. We inhaled it. Yeah. There was no survivors. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that was good. It was really good. I wanted to do something a little bit different. Uh-oh. <laughs> Except you know what it is. Oh. Yes. So spoiler alerts oh yeah if you have not watched the legend of Korra, adventure time or most importantly shira princess of power stop listening because we're just going to talk about it and all three of those in some capacity and uh can't say that we didn't warn you yeah i guess on the episode description you have to I, be like oh i definitely will be like spoilers just, okay. Yeah. So how many times we watched it? So we watched the finale four pro- times. Four times. Yeah. And then we watched the entire fifth season twice. Yeah, that sounds right. And I think we're even we're like on the low end of the, the like the amount that people have rewatched. Oh, I've I've seen people watch the finale at least five times. Well, and I've then also the going through the entire the entire series and then also have watched the last season probably like three or four times yes so at least we didn't do that yet (laughs) (laughs) we haven't been married we don't know each other i'm sorry who are you (laughs) where is she (laughs) so yes again just to reiterate spoilers for legend of horror adventure time and shira princess of power i've warned you twice now and it's going to be in the description. So I don't want anyone being like, you know? Mm-hmm. So the reason why we're talking about Shira is I want to talk about queer representation in animation. There are a lot of different examples of queer representation in cartoons that we're not going to touch upon just because we are trying to keep this. I feel like we could talk about some of these for a very long time. And I guess also things that we've actually seen and things watched. That we, right. <laughs> so that we can actually like directly speak to. So you might have, you know, gay characters, you know, in, you know, Gravity Falls or Craig the Creek or, you know, even things that are supposedly more, I'm saying supposedly because I haven't watched it, like Voltron. I <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it is. I, I just, I'm not speaking to it because I haven't seen it. Amanda quit Tumblr years ago and then Shira brought her back to Tumblr and I had to kind of explain to her the whole Voltron drama. Because I had no idea. Because everyone's like, yeah, Shira, I'm like, Voltron. I'm like, I don't know what this means. So that's kind of why I picked these three because we both have seen them. And i mean really that's the the big thing is that all, we, 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 we both them. have seen all three of those mm-hmm. and i think it spans an interesting time frame so you have legend of Korra, which aired first in 2012 yep ended what 2014 yes 
December 2014. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Was it December 14th, 2014? No, it was December 19th. Shit. I I remembered it. <laughs> wow. That's very specific. Corsami's life. I know. But, so, you had a show that f- first aired queer characters as queer-ish. I, I wanna, yeah. And, and so we, can, we can talk about text versus subtext also. Because I think that's also something that's interesting. Once again, why I limited this to three shows. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't even know if we'll even get into Adventure Time. Because I feel like this is gonna... Uh, well, I mean, but Adventure Time aired earlier than Legend of Korra. And I believe the What Was Missing episode, which was really kind of laid on the, the gay subtext between Marceline and Bubblegum, I want to say that aired 2011. September 26, 2011. Thank you. You're welcome. I am a connoisseur of... <laughs> Apparently, yes. Okay, so I guess we should start with Adventure Time then. Yes. If we're going in order of gayness. Sure. Chronologically, I guess. Yes. So you have Adventure Time, where that episode aired in 2011, to nine years later, season five of Shira coming out on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And what has changed, what hasn't changed, still like the history of gay creatives having to navigate and pull the wool for people's eyes and basically negotiate representation mm-hmm. in the shows. Yes. Oh, also, another, we're not doing Steven Universe because we haven't watched it yet, and yeah. that's, I know that's, like, the big one everyone that's, that's goes That's my with. fault. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm just bad at watching TV, so it's also my fault. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. okay. Adventure Time. Yes. 2011. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> there because the voice of Marceline... She had said stuff after that episode. Olivia Olsen. Um, she had said it was it was later, right? So yeah. what was missing aired, and I don't even think we were we definitely weren't dating at the time, two thousand eleven. That wasn't a thing. So you had not seen Adventure Time at that point. You weren't even talking to me. But that's true. I did not know you. I did know you, you did existed. Know I existed. But you just, not. You just didn't want to talk to me. That's not true. I'm completely making that up. Anyway. <laughs> So what was missing aired, and it was pretty gay because Marceline sang like a song directed toward Bubblegum, being like it was pretty angsty and piney and you know. And then um, so after that aired, there was I don't think it was the it was like a YouTube channel, maybe it was affiliated with Adventure Time, and it was like, oh, we're Marceline and Bubblegum together, whatever. And so they've received a lot of backlash for having that, for having put that up there. And people were like, meh, 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 kid show, meh. So that happened. But as the series progressed, Marceline and Bubblegum definitely had those vibes. And then at some point, I want to say it was, maybe it was like 2015-ish, Olivia Olsen, the, the voice of Marceline, was at like a, some con, I think, said, oh, yeah, they used to date or something like that. Well, wasn't there, when did the comics come out where... Oh, yeah, I mean, those they were... They combined kingdoms. I mean, I feel like that was around, like, 
2015-ish, too. Yeah. So the comics were always pretty, they implied it, yeah. Yeah, so, like, it was heavily implied throughout various different episodes um, over and over again. Finally culminating. Finally culminating in the series finale where they shared a kiss. 2018, September. Yes. 2018. And it almost... That almost it wasn't in the script. It almost didn't happen. Right. The storyboarder put put on there. You know, a, a moment. They have a moment. They shared a moment. And, G- and gals then, just being pals. And then you know they put on there. Come on. So obviously, they were pushing for that to happen. But I mean, it sucks because it was the final. It was the very last episode, and then like that's that's all you get. Yeah, that's that's kind of the theme. I feel like almost. Except for Shira. Except for Shira. <laughs> <laughs> so like there, i think there's a lot of, like there's a lot of there's a lot of coding that is involved in these especially in cartoons because there are things that you can do more visually and in various levels of subtlety mm-hmm. in the cartoon medium that you can't necessarily do in like a live action show like a background mm-hmm. character or whatever so there was a lot of queer coding in adventure time but the problem is, and the problem is throughout all of these, is that you have people who don't want to see it and will deny it, even though we know. We pick up on all the cues. We're like, oh, hey, yeah, no. Bubbling's sporting an undercut today. Like, yeah. It's like more obvious things than that. But, and that's always been the frustrating thing representation is having representation when it's actually given to us being discounted. It's either yeah. queer baited or you're getting told you're not seeing what you're actually seeing. And this has happened over and over again in many different. And I mean, it was a big issue with Cora. That's, yes. Yeah, because, so. you know, they kind of laid the, the foundations a little bit in the third season. And then in the fourth season, it was like, okay, okay. And then even at the end, it was, it was, it was I think if you were straight. You would probably be like, oh, they look like some very nice friends at the end, you know, because it's just them holding hands, staring into each other's eyes, like you do with your friends. I do that with all of my straight friends. Um, Rachel and Kelly can attest to this. And I, I feel like I remember a couple days afterwards, you know, people would be like, well, that doesn't mean anything. They, they, I mean, they could just be friends. That's just what friends do. And then, you know, obviously the the writers of the show, the creators, were like, no, 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 that was, that was meant as a gay thing. We just couldn't show them kiss or anything because of nickelodeon right but in spoiler alert avatar you have a kiss right in the last airbender oh oh, yeah yeah it ends it the the parallel was there right like it ended the same sort of shot it's just that you know the two straight the, the straights kissed bisexuals did not so yeah so you have that parallel and what's being seen as what oh the comics that you should mention the comments. Oh, I was going to. But having the, the creators actually, you know, say, you know, these are queer characters, and then you have the comics coming out after the series finale where they go on a date and come out to people. Mm-hmm. So very explicitly not straight goings on. Mm-hmm. Were there, do you know, were there still people who were like trying really hard? Oh no! I mean, I think did they give up point, at that point. I think they did, yeah. <laughs> and also, I feel like, and also, I want to talk about these 
three shows because I feel like this happens and this I know it can be a very like gross generalization but with since women are more socialized to have closer friendships and like be more like intimate with each other in like a platonic way things that are seen as queer by the queer community get discounted because women are supposed to be close to each other that doesn't necessarily mean there's anything romantic Mm -hmm. whereas you have the same people who have like two guys stare at each other for more than three seconds and they like a thousand ships have sailed Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i'm not going to name a ship because i do not want to get (laughs) attacked but i think you know what i'm talking about probably yes (laughs) probably the worst offender Mm -hmm. a lot of times like you have these like female queer relationships and people just don't want to see it because of that too like there's that extra layer of i can't see it because of like socialization mm-hmm. on top of the i don't want to see it well well this brings me to a great point or do you want to move on to shira at all i always want to move on to shira <laughs> well spoilers again i mean i'm not even gonna i've said it twice yeah, they everyone's fine. fine at this point if you are still listening and mad about spoilers about shira that that's on you friend so at the near the end i think it was the second to last episode when uh glimmer tells Bo that she loves him i turned to a man and i was like oh she means like like a brother and sister right like they <laughs> love each other like that like i was like love. no <laughs> and then i didn't realize it until that uh <laughs> fever dream that adora had that oh no she meant romantically and so as somebody who wasn't looking for a straight relationship between those two people i was completely blindsided by that i mean on rewatch i can see it actually developing because i was looking for it but i was like oh this is what this is how straight people feel when they're just like watching something and then they see these like yeah we we missed we missed the codes yeah you know? it was so well funny. you more than me but yeah i think you figured it out i, I figured just... it out but like probably later than most people probably would have necessarily figured it out yeah and the thing with shira is that you have you had people attack the show before the season came out for queer baiting (laughs) articles many many a think piece about how shira was queer baiting because it wasn't quote-unquote explicit representation which in and of itself is a lot to unpack so i don't even know if you want to do that mm. but, but it's just like the show is just so gay you're just watching it it's so gay yes but if you don't because since heterosexuality is the default you can have two people pining for each other not have any physical contact like romantic contact and it still be a thing and it's confirms their straightness Mm -hmm. but you have the same scenario happen that slow burn fic that we all love so much Mm -hmm. and it's two women then it's queer baiting even though you're being given the same thing and obviously noelle stevenson had to maneuver around netflix a lot dreamworks she didn't tell them i think for like several seasons she that made, this was the plan yeah, she made sure to not you know fully uncover her entire plan 
but you know by the end she was like she's like listen guys this is the only logical conclusion to the story i mean we we have sorry this is just how it is so you gotta do it right and and that's always the thing that's how hard that she had to maneuver and had to fight for that which a show that's airing in 2020 yeah started to yeah it wasn't even that long ago it started either it's not like it started no so not that long ago and you have Nickelodeon refusing to have a same-sex kiss in 2014 to six years where you have to do, like, still have to do a song and dance to get the representation. And, like, Shira is... Not, we're not just talking about Catradora. Mm-hmm. You got Spinnerella and Natasa. Yep. Uh, even Hontara, yeah. voiced by Gina Davis. Um, she, I mean... There was, I think there was, like, references to her liking ladies at some point in, like, the third season or whatever it was. Um, Bo's dads, they were gay. Yeah. Kyle and Rogelio, my favorite. <laughs> they gay. They gay. Uh, Perfuma, Perfuma and Scorpia, for some reason, happened, which was great. I'm a thousand percent okay with it. Um, and even, like, I think they, like... Like, Burm- like you have other princesses and, like, other characters that were, like, heavily implied, like, bisexual. If you had, like, Sea Seahawk. Uh-huh. I think I've read somewhere that, like, in an earlier season, he mentioned something about, like, an ex and, like, there was, like, a dude at the table or something like that. Oh. Yeah. Um, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, he gives off chaotic bi-energy, though. That's true. Oh, and then you had Double Trouble. Yes. As the non-binary character. Which I don't think a character like that has existed in a cartoon ever. Probably not. Probably I can't think of one. Bimo. Bimo, a, a humanoid character, since Bimo is a gender fluid robot. robot. Still groundbreaking mm-hmm. in the representation. I feel like they kind of peeled away from it after a while. I think they did. Because I think in the first couple of seasons, they kind of, because, you know, the pronouns got switched. Even, well, actually, even in some of the comics, I just simply remember, like, them, like, using they to refer to Bimo, like, pronouns and stuff. And then I feel like in other ones, it was, like, he. So, yeah. it's, it's, it's weird. I guess there was just no consistency on how they. It didn't seem like it. Like, I feel like in earlier seasons, they, like, that was a hill they were dying on, and they kind of just yeah. were, like, what, for Puppily, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Which is like, okay. But, yeah, Double Trouble, I think, is the first non-binary, human-like, not-robot ca- character mm-hmm. of their kind. Yeah, so Shira's, like, really, really queer. It's so gay. It's so gay. I, I can't even, like, talk about... Like, I, I'm going to, but, like... <laughs> yes. Obviously... This is the point of this show. Yeah. What that is, and I think for me, and like I'm not even like the creator of it. Oh, and you're I'm, not? No, I wish I was. <sighs> I I would have a lot more like swag and art. I can't draw. It makes me sad. All of the fan art that people are creating, one, amazing. Two, I'm really sad that I can't draw. I'm sorry. It's okay. And I think even outside of the show, I think people forget the power of representation. You have a zine being created with a bunch of artists doing Shira art. I think the last time I checked, they 
had made $25,000, and most of that is going to three queer charities. Oh, man. And they had a really cute pin. I'm so glad I was able to get. <laughs> you should you should put the link yes, in the bio. Yes, I will put the link in the bio. Link is in the bio for, y- <laughs> for y'all. So I think the seeing people be like, oh, it's a social justice warrior agenda. It's all over the place. One, it's infuriating because it's stupid Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and wrong but also because the unifying power that representation has as well as how hard people still have to fight and i just think it's very like reflective of our rights in general oh gays you know oh you can get married you can do whatever you want blah 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 you have all these rights like we still can't, like, walk down the street and, like, hold hands and feel safe. Mm -hmm. But, like, you know, they're just everywhere. We've just taken over. It's the gay agenda. So I think, I mean, for me, obviously, the arguments, whatever, against politicizing, quote-unquote, children's shows is just so frustrating. Yes. But the greatest thing about Shira was that a lesbian kiss saved the universe from a fascist faux religious entity hell-bent on fire and brimstoning the whole universe Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i just wanna lesbian kiss Mm -hmm. saved everyone (laughs) that is some powerful shit so how were how how was that watching what, what seemed very much like a sort of like catholic maybe stuff going on there like a little bit of there was very and this could be a whole episode unto itself but i and i've i've spoken with other people who have gone to catholic school you have you know you know hordak and you have the baptism the green the gang reprogrammed how you know, catch a queer character. It's like, my pain's been taken away, like, mm-hmm. by, you know, Horde Prime and, like, all the stuff being completely manipulated. Um, like, calling everyone brother. Um, the call and response, which honestly was personally the most unnerving part of that character arc. You know, you step out into the darkness, the cleansing flames. I could literally go on and on about the religious imagery used and how queerness subverted that and brought peace and joy to the planet and brought magic back to mm-hmm. Theria. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I gotta say about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing to add there. No, I don't have uh, a strong of a religious upbringing. So. Yes. But I could still see the the parallels there being like, ooh, this is a little bit. And I just think it's interesting, too, because you have this arc, where especially when you have a lot of times in cartoons and, like, especially Disney movies where you have the queer quote-unquote characters be villains everyone can see the queer coding in that because it's a feminine you know whatever um everyone can see scar and be like oh obviously that's queer coded jafar 
same thing. So everyone can see that, but they can't see it when it's positive and when it's <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> So having the villain not embody any of those characteristics and just be like very like authoritarian and like forceful and just completely like bent on like forcing his will upon everyone. Making sure everybody is created in his image, modeled after his image. Right. It's there's so many things to unpack i want to just sit in a room with noelle stevenson and ask her so many questions because i just want to talk about it mm-hmm. i don't think and maybe and it's not maybe this isn't for straight people i don't think straight people will ever unless you like spell this out for them like have that appreciation watching this show yeah and i think people you have these like you know quote-unquote backlash against it because it's not for them the show was never made for like straight dudes because mm-hmm. these are the same guys who got mad that like a 14 year old girl wasn't wearing like a skimpy outfit because in the original shira she was just, like a big boob lady mm-hmm. so obviously it has to be the same <laughs> revealing costume for a teenager yeah i like this version better dumb jock dumb- <laughs> my dumb jock lesbian <laughs> so you have those people who aren't going to see it. They're never going to see, like, these layers of it and, like, what it means to a queer experience and kind of representative of different queer experiences. Like, each character really has their own, you know, set of that. Oh, no, I was just thinking about how, you know, like, Shadow Weaver kept being, like, she distracts you and, and all that. Oh, yeah, Shadow Weaver created homophobia. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much. <laughs> she confuses you. Like... No, Shadow Weaver. Get out of here. <laughs> That's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> Can't have... Uh, bring that into the mix. That's a whole different conversation. But I wanted to ask you... Uh-oh. I don't think that's part of the question. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, knowing kind of the backstory of, you know, what had to happen with the you know, the series finale of Korra, Adventure Time, you know, especially looking back on Shira, seeing how just gay it was the whole time. That wasn't actually queer baiting. It was very much just really queer. How do you think... What do you think has changed in, like, the progression? Mm. Mm. Well, I mean, I think the the major thing, because, I mean, Noelle Stevenson obviously is, you know, I don't know if she's a lesbian, but queer. Yeah. Um, and, and married to a woman. And so, like, it's something, like, she, she would f- fight for it more. Whereas the other shows, I mean, you know, a couple of straight dudes for Cora straight dude for Adventure Time, and obviously I know Rebecca Sugar worked on it, but... So I feel like there was more of an emotional investment for Noelle Stevenson to make sure that her vision came to life. I don't know about... I think... I think this show will help future shows. I don't... I think this show was the change. Not that, like, things changed. I think this show was the change to, to make, you know, queer stories more 
acceptable, I guess, for <laughs> for cartoons and stuff, you know? Um, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. I think you needed all of those, you know, you needed the bubbleines, you needed the Korosami, you needed the sporadic gay characters here and there, Gravity Falls, what have you. Mm-hmm for this to happen but now this is hopefully yeah this is the bar that's been set yeah and this is how popular it's become like a show about a warrior princess has helped raise over twenty thousand dollars queer organizations like the power of representation and what that means for the community as a whole and obviously there's the being able to see yourself on screen and having kids being able to see people who are like them and who are different than them and in a way that's completely normal and no one's pointing it out as something that's different yes i like that all of the 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 gay angst between katra and adora wasn't because they were gay it was just that they were misunderstanding each other, and it was about right. It wasn't they loved each other, or not. and obviously having like those coming out stories, and obviously that stuff is important too. But having a cartoon that, and I think you know you you had that in the core comics, which I think mm-hmm. is is helpful. I think that helps you know set some foundations. But you have Adventure Time where it just was a thing. Mm-hmm. It was a little too subtle at times arguably mm-hmm. but it wasn't like uh no one was like questioning themselves no one was you know angsting over their sexual orientation yeah and again those stories are important but when that kind of happens over and over again that's the only story that's being told right it's people just feel like that's the only thing that's there for them and this whole show was for everyone Yep. That, and they could see themselves in different characters and was able to, you know, yeah, the story wasn't, the angst wasn't from, it was never about the orientation. It was just about just like Them fate and just like <laughs> being dumb and being dumb, being dumb, gay teenagers, <laughs> <laughs> which I mean, fair mm-hmm. under the circumstances. <laughs> yes. You had Catra jump through fire mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to see like any of this stuff if it was one of them was a guy no one would have there would never have been questions up until the season came out people were like oh well they're like sisters and this one was talking about the whole this whole like female like socialization like relationship we're supposed to be like just really close and like gal pals with all our friends and like our sisters I don't dress up in a suit and dance with my sister at a princess prom. I'm just saying that's not something I do. You don't have a sister, but I'm just letting you know that that's not something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not something you do with no, your sister. No, no. Got it. Okay. Right. Nor any of my female <laughs> friends. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know that's confusing for some people. Yeah. But there is so much subtext. And really, it wasn't subtext in, at all. Like, you go back and it's just clear gay text and it's whether you want to see it or not is the question i mean i think a lot of it was i mean and even 
you can attest to this where you're like I don't I don't like them together I don't want them to get together and then season five came along and now you're you basically started a Catradora Tumblr <laughs> yeah I mean pretty much but because so many times redemption arcs get so muddled there's no like apologies there's no like working on like bettering of the character that needs to be better there's no apologies there's no any of that and you had all of that yeah in that the in this fifth season yeah no i was not on team catchador at all until like episode three of season five and i was full steam ahead on that point yep and i think again that's okay like there's ships that like there's going to be like characters that get together that like I'm not gonna be like okay. Well, I don't necessarily like feel this. I mean, this isn't one of them now, obviously. But mm-hmm. you have other shows that you Orphan ha- Black, yes, where that I still am not a giant fan of. People love that relationship so much, <laughs> and I was just like, eh. I didn't hate it, but I also wasn't like, eh, eh. Which is like a normal reaction because not every straight person is like every show they watch is like they're romantic entanglement. I'm super about this. This right. is romantic entanglement. I'm also super about this. Like there's things. And I was like, okay, like I'm allowed to feel like lukewarm about this. And I feel like okay about feeling lukewarm about it. Obviously, I was very incorrect in that assessment. But it was giving me the space to feel like that and not feel bad about not being like obsessed with a ship Mm -hmm. just because it was a queer ship right i wasn't liking it just because it was gay i was liking it because it was a very well written character arc Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and now you ship it hardcore i ship it so hard so hard (laughs) look i love i love my cat my big dumb jock there you go yeah, so... I mean, we could talk about it for eight years. I could definitely talk about it for eight years. I wanted to, you know, talk about this because it just came out last week. I think it's important to talk about things that are happening now in a more conversational light versus just, like, this is when the show airs and this is what it means. Because we don't know what this means. Like, we know, like, we're, we've watched history unfold, but we don't know what the positive effects of this show is like it will be exciting to see what comes after this mm-hmm. because you had shows like adventure time like cora like stephen universe come before and paved way for this where it's just a thousand percent queer all the goddamn time and what does that mean for live action shows what does this mean for more animation shows will Netflix will the next person not have to do a song and dance to get a queer storyline on air as will, a main of the as the a main, main two main characters main characters yeah right the title character of the show yes <laughs> as something like a same sex kiss will that stop being seen as something that's so polarizing mm-hmm. in a cartoon where you have the same obviously way more disturbing things going on a lot of like torture happening. a lot of torture a lot of just like flat out like murdering of towns violence lots of violence Fas- fascism just yeah a lot of, 
a lot of like scary intense stuff child abuse you know and again in like you have like with core you have fascism and mm-hmm. like that conversation i mean kind of the same Depression. yeah you know adventure time you have a lot of similar topics get discussed in very strange ways and which i think are important i think that's something that like it's important for adults to be able to like disseminate that information in that type of medium and i think it helps kids also like be able to like categorize and identify feelings that they wouldn't necessarily have words for so i think obviously cartoons are important in that respect too if you have a problem like like if your kid is watching a cartoon and there's two ladies kiss and that's what you get out of the story is that is this terrible and then these two ladies were kissing one why are you listening to the podcast but two (laughs) (laughs) more importantly (laughs) i the priorities you have to like it it just boggles my mind yeah that that's like the thing that people hyper focus on like that's still so how far we've come where nickelodeon flat out said no Mm -hmm. to a kiss that but even less than a decade later people it's still so polarizing it's so still so controversial it's still so hard to do to put on television and i just think it's like i'm hoping the show changes that i don't you know obviously you know rose color glasses aside obviously it's going to be hard still but the excitement the hype and it's a shame obviously with many reasons for a pandemic but like mm-hmm. all the fan art of all these cons that would have emerged and all the things i would have bought yeah <laughs> um well it's not stopping you from buying, buying things. it's true i have i have bought several things but <laughs> any any of those for me any the, one for me the, i have the pins for you oh yeah yeah i didn't get the necklace though because I want to get that tattooed on my body. Because I, I am really, really gay, guys. I know. I know. I know everyone knows. I'm just going to reiterate it. Okay. And just, like, the the impact of the show on, you know, its audience. I'm hoping that... I know Netflix is a business. I know DreamWorks is a business. They see dollar signs. It's not... You know, they're not doing this out of the kindness of their pure hearts. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm hoping that the show and the continued conversation around the show furthers the gay agenda, essentially. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because the gay agenda is wanting shit on TV that looks like us and talks like us and thinks like us, and it's not a huge depressing mess every single time. It's not about always about struggling coming out of the closet or people not accepting you or conversion therapy or any of those things. It's just a story that's good and those characters are just queer as fuck. And they get a happy ending. And they get a happy ending, which is the most important thing because in all three of these those shows, they get a happy ending. Yep. So I think, you know, having positive, happy, queer stories... Almost everyone in Shira, except the evil dude, got a happy ending. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. In some shape or form. Yeah. 
and like how powerful that is and what that means to people i don't i don't think i don't think straight people are ever going to get that yeah but you know and the, the way they left it off i'm excited to see if there's a movie if there's comics if there's some like spin-off of this um I would love a Kyle and Rahelio spinoff where they take care of the little robot baby. The little the, imp. The little imp. Yeah. Rodak imp thing. Yeah. I'd watch like a show about that, honestly. <laughs> I know. You would too. You would. I would put it on so you would. <laughs> <laughs> That's how long we watch TV. That's true. I think, I, I mean, I know we could keep talking about this forever. I mean, we can come back to something like this. Yeah, point. if this is something that you think is interesting and you enjoy this break from the straight history uh, formula that we normally do, let us know. Yeah, maybe when The Last of Us 2 comes out, we can talk about my feelings there. We could definitely, I think. Even part one can talk about that. I think having a, a video game representation conversation would be great. I wanted to have... These conversations about representation because that is our history you have you know 70 years ago with mccarthyism and like people being censored out of existence in movies and now in obviously small screen but you have these characters and they're just all over the place and it's just like it's so vibrant and happy now in 70 years it's gone to that and what it will even mean in the next like five years mm-hmm. um and what we'll be able to see in the future yeah i'm excited for queer characters in the future same so yeah. if you liked this format let us know we'll probably still do a video game one anyway because it's how we do if you have any comments or questions, you can email us at queersdidthat at gmail.com. Uh, we have a Twitter at queersdidthat, same handle with the Instagram. We're also on Facebook. And our website is www.queersdidthat.com. Our TikTok is... <laughs> no TikTok. <laughs> no TikTok, not yet, no. Yeah, I, I'm on TikTok, but I think I'm too old to create content on TikTok okay it's okay um but until next time make gay history and make history gay bye goodbye <laughs> it sounds like i have like a like something in my throat like i like i'm talking like uh lsp I'm like ah oh, you guys I don't know. I, oh, I, I is that just what my voice sounds like? No. Are you sure? Yes. Would you lie to me? I would not. <laughs>